It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just one day after Marcus Freeman said he would love for every coach on his staff to return for next season, he decided to part ways with wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey. But why? And is it the right move? That's next. You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? Welcome into Locked On Irish, your daily Notre Dame podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 29th. And thanks as always for making this your first listen of the day. I'm Tyler Wojcik and I'm the host. I graduated from Notre Dame in 2018 and now I'm a producer covering college football for Fox Sports. And today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's talk about the big news that came out on Tuesday afternoon. Notre Dame has parted ways with wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey after just two seasons. And in this case, I'm using air quotes around parted ways because it sure sounds like he was fired, but however you want to phrase it, Chancey Stuckey is no longer a part of the Notre Dame football staff. This move caught a lot of people by surprise, myself included, but I tried to do some digging, ask people how it all went down and what it means. So today I'm going to break this show up into these main parts. What we know, why I think this move was made, what impact it'll have on the current roster and with recruiting, because we know that's very important as well. And finally, where do Marcus Freeman and the Irish go from here at wide receiver? But let's start off with what we know about the situation, because there's a lot of speculation going on out there and a lot of people drawing conclusions, but I think that's a little bit far-fetched right now. Let's just focus on what we know in this moment. John Bryce, a reporter for Football Scoop and Irish Illustrated, was the first to report the news around 2 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday afternoon. By the way, I think we're going to have John Bryce on tomorrow's show, barring more breaking news or something like that. So you're going to want to tune in for that tomorrow. But for today, let's get back to Chancey Stuckey. John's report was quickly confirmed by multiple other outlets shortly thereafter. And then at around 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman made it official in a press release. Here's the full quote. It's not very long. Quote, First of all, I want to thank Chansey for all of the work he put into our program. I wish Chansey and his family all the best. Over the past few days, we had continued discussions on the overall performance of our wide receiver group and my expectations for the development of that position. I decided it was in the program's best interest to part ways. As the Irish prepare for their upcoming bowl game, John and Bobby Arlotta family offensive coordinator Jared Parker will coach the Notre Dame wide receivers in the interim until a permanent replacement is in place. End quote. So, not only is Chancey Stuckey out the door, Jared Parker's going to fill in for him until they find a new wide receivers coach. This obviously goes against what Marcus Freeman said in his press conference on Monday uh, that I alluded to at the beginning of the show when Freeman publicly declared his intentions to bring back his entire staff. The exact quote was, if it's up to me, as I just told the coaching staff at our staff meeting, I have a strong belief in the coaches that we have in this football program and would love all of them to be back, end quote. So now everyone's asking the same thing. What changed in the span of 24 hours? That's, that's what everyone wants to know, and that's what we're all trying to figure out here. And to be honest with you, we're probably never going to find out the full story. The only people that know exactly what transpired and why are Chancey Stuckey, Marcus Freeman, and the players in that room. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know all the facts. I don't. But I did ask around. I tried to gather all the information I could. And now I think I have a decent idea of what might have transpired. But even then... I'm never going to know for certain, and neither will uh, the rest of us, because we're not one of the parties involved. So let's work with what we know. In Freeman's press release, 
he referenced the overall performance of the wide receiver group. And anyone who has watched Notre Dame football over the past few years, and really before that, we all know that the wide receivers have not produced at a high level on a consistent basis throughout that time. Obviously, there's other factors to consider as it relates to Chancey Stuckey. Injuries played a huge part in that this season. Jaden Thomas, Jaden Greathouse, Deion Colsey, and Matt Salerno all missed significant time in 2023. Going back to last year, Avery Davis, Notre Dame senior wide receiver, he missed all of that season with the torn ACL that he suffered in fall camp. Not to mention the fact that Chancey Stuckey inherited a really difficult situation because of some rooting, uh, recruiting misses and some just abject failures by Dell Alexander, the previous wide receivers coach. When Chancey Stuckey took over the job, I think he only had seven scholarship wide receivers uh, on the roster going into last season. And there's no doubt that Chancey Stuckey has been a really good recruiter since he come, came on board. And uh, a big part of that was so that he could sort of make up for all of the misses and make up for all the deficiency deficiencies that he inherited. Notre Dame signed four wide receivers in the class of 2023, including three four-stars plus Kate K. Smith. They also added another true freshman, Jordan Faison, as a walk-on from the lacrosse team, who developed into one of Notre Dame's best playmakers by the end of this past season. Then you look ahead to the class of 2024, the Irish have a top 50 player committed at wide receiver in Cam Williams, plus two other really talented commits in Micah Gilbert and Logan Saldate. But when you look at what Notre Dame has done on the field on Saturdays, the stats are what they are. The Irish failed to produce a wide receiver with more than 500 receiving yards in the past two seasons. Notre Dame's leading wideout in 2023 was Chris Tyree with 484 receiving yards. That is outside the top 200 nationally of most receiving yards by a player this season. And that does include tight ends. But still, that's unacceptable that Notre Dame's top guy isn't even in the top 200 nationally. Last year... Notre Dame's leading wide receiver was Jaden Thomas with 361 receiving yards. Now, part of that obviously had to do with the fact that Drew Pine was playing quarterback and Michael Mayer was tight end, and he was the number one, two, and three wide receiver target for that team. But still, that's an extremely low number in the modern game. So the production at the position was not what it needed to be. But what about the development piece, right? Because Marcus Freeman even addressed that in his press release. I think you could look at Chris Tyree as an example of someone who did develop under Chancey Stuckey. Uh, and he made the switch from running back and what he was able to do this season, becoming Notre Dame's leading wide receiver is pretty impressive. Not to mention true freshman Rico Flores. He really improved as the year went on. Jane Greathouse, if not for his injury, I think he would have had a really spectacular freshman season as well. But then on the other side, I think we all would have liked to have seen Tobias Merriweather take a bigger leap from year one to year two. Lorenzo Styles regressed at the position under Chancey Stuckey, um, and then he had to move to defensive back before he ultimately decided to transfer to Ohio State. So that's a little bit difficult to make sense of. But development on the field is just one thing as a coach, right? Like you have to develop guys off the field as well. And that, and that plays a big part in all of this. They have to trust you. They have to trust that you have their best interests at heart. And they have to believe that they can excel in the role that you, the wide receivers coach, have carved out for them. And that's a part that we don't really know. So we have to dig a little bit deeper. And that's where the transfer portal comes into play. We first started hearing rumblings that Chris Tyree was going to enter his name in the transfer portal about a month ago. I believe Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports was the first to report that. It became official on Monday. Um, and then Chris Hummer and Matt Zenitz from 24-7 Sports put out an article on Tuesday, a little bit before the news broke, that, quote, one of the worst-kept secrets coming out of South Bend is that class of 2023 top 24-7 wide receiver Braylon James is considering the transfer portal. And then in that same article, they went on to say, quote, another name to keep an eye on in Notre Dame's wide receiver room is Tobias Merriweather, end quote. 
the rumors about James, I started hearing about them around a month ago, I think. And that's not too surprising considering the fact that he's a true freshman, a really talented one, um, high four-star coming out of high school. And he had to ride the bench this whole season while watching three other true freshmen, including a walk-on lacrosse player, get a ton of playing time. So I can understand why he'd be upset. As for Tobias, that's the first time I had heard about him seriously considering the transfer portal, but it's really not that surprising considering the up-and-down career that he's had up to this point. But obviously, if those two guys do decide to leave, on top of Chris Syrie, that leaves the wide receiver room in a really tough spot. And look, guys are going to transfer all the time for a bunch of different reasons in college football these days, and not every transfer is an indictment on the position coach. As a matter of fact, most probably aren't. But I think that the fact that all of this information is coming out around the same time that Chancey Stuckey was let go as the wide receivers coach, it's not a coincidence in my mind. The clock is ticking for Marcus Freeman and every other coach in college football right now with every decision they make because the transfer portal opens up to everybody next Monday, December 4th. Like you've seen some graduate transfers enter their name and they can do that at any time. But underclassmen have to wait until December 4th and that window is only 30 days long. So guys are in and out in a hurry once they enter their name in the transfer portal. So if you want to make a move, whether it be a coaching decision, player decision, you have to do it now so you can start addressing the consequences of any decision you decide to make before that portal opens up and everything starts to change. So when we look at the Chancey Stuckey situation, we know recruiting isn't the reason why he was why he's no longer on the staff, but it's one thing to recruit guys. It's another to keep them around and develop them. The fact that Notre Dame's leading wide receiver is opting to play elsewhere for his final, final season of eligibility is a red flag. I'm sure that we can make excuses for it, try to uh, you know reason with it. Um, I said that maybe he could go elsewhere and he won't have to split time as much as he would at Notre Dame because Jordan Faison and Jane Gradhouse also play the slot. It's still a red flag because he's the leader and could potentially be a captain next year if he were to stick around at Notre Dame. Then you add two more wide receivers into the mix, including another starter in Tobias Merriweather, who has a ton of potential, who might be on his way out, and then a really talented true freshman. Those are more red flags, and the lack of production on the field is one thing. We all understand the different variables that are in play that contributed to that, and after what Freeman had to say about his evaluation of Jared Parker in his first year as offensive coordinator, I really don't think Freeman is the type of guy that's going to fire Stucky based solely on that, especially when you consider everything else involved. And we know that recruiting isn't an issue, but the fact that so many guys at this position, including the veteran leader of the group and potentially another starter, might leave, that's pretty concerning. And when we think about Marcus Freeman, he has done nothing over the past two years to suggest that he would make such a drastic move unless he felt it was absolutely necessary because the situation had reached a breaking point that he had no other option. It leads me to believe that there was probably a disconnect in that room between the players and the guy in charge of it. And I think that disconnect hindered the development of some players and it became more apparent to Freeman as he conducted his exit interviews. Does that mean that players force Freeman to make the move? No, I don't think that's the case at all, actually. But when you look at the production the past two years and how things could play out, if a bunch of guys want to leave because they felt the environment of that room was no longer built for success, I think Marcus Freeman felt it was necessary to make a change at the position, and that's why he decided to part ways with Chancey Stuckey. I'm sure we're going to find out more info in the coming days and weeks, and there's going to be parts of the story that we might never know in full. But as of now, based on what we know is already out there, this is why I think Freeman decided to move in a different direction, and we'll have to just wait and see what comes next. All right, let's take a look at how this move is going to impact the program. Are the Irish in danger of losing some wide receiver commits? That's coming up next. 
This episode of Lockdown Irish is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a skill based, real money daily fantasy sports game. You've heard me talk about Prize Picks before. I've had so much fun playing it during the football season, and now you can play during basketball season too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy, and that's just one of the reasons why I think it's the best daily fantasy game out there. Go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash college code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports, made easy. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Before we move on, please take a second to like the video below and subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, stop everything that you're doing. If you're driving, pull over, rate the show five stars, leave a nice review, hit that subscribe button, and then you can move on with your day. All right, in all seriousness, let's take a look at the impact of Stucky's departure. We'll start with the current roster. Jared Parker, as we know, is going to fill in for Stuckey as the wide receivers coach until Notre Dame hires a full-time replacement. Um, I think that has more of an impact on the bowl game than anything. I don't think this is going to be a long-term play at all. And I guess the good thing is if a bunch of guys do end up leaving and Notre Dame continues to lose guys at wide receiver, at least it makes it easier on Jared Parker to coach both the tight ends and the wide receivers because there's not going to be that many guys left. But in all seriousness, I think Freeman has to do everything he can to ensure the guys on the roster that he's going to hire someone who can develop them. And there's probably going to be some damage control being done because, um, you know, this would be Notre Dame's third wide receivers coach in less than four years. Guys like Jane Thomas, guys who've been around for a little bit longer, they're probably, you know, not in love with the fact that they've got to deal with a brand new guy coming in the room, taking over again, um, because Look, there's coaching turnover all the time in college football that doesn't make it any easier on the players. Like, we as fans are sort of numb to it by now. We know there's going to be movement every single year. The way that the coaching carousel works, the way the job just operates, we get it. But still, there are real humans involved here. And I think that guys on the team, even if, you know, they were unhappy with their current situation, it's always weird when you bring in a new guy and a new face. And right now, in that period of unknown, when you don't know who that person is going to be, it's a little bit weird. So Freeman is going to have to talk to the players, make sure that everyone's on the same page, and make sure that they understand that he has their best interest in heart and that he's going to hire a really quality replacement for Chancey Stuckey so that those guys are in a great position going forward. We did get a little bit of insight, I guess you could say, from a couple players in the Notre Dame roster. Jaden Thomas and Rico Flores both tweeted, quote, man, dot, 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 <laughs> in response to the news. And people took that and ran with it. I got to say, like, some of the reactions out there, like, oh, my God, they're, you know, they're pissed they're going to transfer. Like, relax, dude. Like, Jane Thomas, like I was just saying, he's been around. He's had a bunch of different coaches by this point. And Rico Flores, like, that's a guy who recruited him out of high school and is a big reason why he opted uh, to come to Notre Dame. And then, you know, not many true freshmen have as good of a wide, or a good of a season at wide receiver as Rico Flores did. He led the offense in snaps, or at least led the wide receivers in snaps, which is kind of insane if you think about it, especially considering all the um, – 
I guess the reputation of freshman wide receivers at Notre Dame in recent years. So I understand why they'd be a little bit upset or might just feel some type of way once this move was announced. Um, Brady Quinn chimed in a little bit as well. Let me get his full quote here. This is bad radio, and I apologize. But um, I wasn't too surprised to hear Brady Quinn be a little outspoken about a move um, as it pertains to Notre Dame. He tweeted, quote, incredibly disappointed to see Chancey Stuckey no longer with Notre Dame football. He's one hell of a coach, recruiter, and even better man. This freshman wide receiver class shine this year. Thanks to his development, wish him the best. Hashtag go Irish. So we're getting a little bit of insight, um, but not really. And I think Brady probably has forged a relationship with Chancey Stuckey, and he was upset that Notre Dame had to go in this direction. But still, I don't think that that really matters for this current team, right? Guys are going to be upset. And, you know, if a move like this keeps guys from transferring, I guess we could see it. Every single year, there's going to be plenty of guys who consider transferring, but decide not to, and we just never hear about it, right? Because... I don't know about you, but when I was in college, especially during my freshman year, like even though I always went to Holy Cross with the intention of transferring to Notre Dame, I knew that if Notre Dame didn't work out, I was going to transfer maybe closer to home and I was ready to go. And I know a bunch of my friends too, especially early on in their college careers, a lot of people consider transferring at one point or another during their college careers, whether or not they play football. And I'm sure guys who do play football um, who don't see playing time a ton early or who are just generally unhappy with their situation, they consider it too. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to enter their name in the transfer portal. We're going to find out next Monday who's actually serious about transferring and who's not. But hey, if you decide to move on from Chancey Stucky, maybe it keeps some guys around. Maybe it causes some guys to leave. We really don't know that right now because it's only November 29th and we have to wait until December 4th to find out. Um, I also don't think that you should make a move like this just to keep a couple guys on the roster. Guys can leave anyway, right? Like you know, you should never make a decision about a coach because a couple guys say they don't like him or they don't want him around anymore. But in some instances, it makes sense. And I think Notre Dame experienced that way back after the 2019 season with Chip Long. The situation can reach a point where it's actually best to make a move, even if the production on the field has been solid. Notre Dame, statistically, had one of the best offenses in school history in 2019, and they decided to let go of Chip Long um, once that season ended. And then as time went by, we found out that Chip Long did not have a great relationship with a lot of the guys that he coached, and that there were a lot of guys on that offense, including the quarterback, who returned for a fifth year and led Notre Dame to a playoff, likely would not have been around if Notre Dame decided to retain Chip Long. In that situation, which I think at that point in time was on the brink of disaster, Brian Kelly made the right decision to move on, and the team was better off for it. I'm not sure that this, that's the case right now with Chancey Stuckey, but I'm just saying that there are situations like that where there's enough guys who just – it doesn't work anymore. The working relationship is not good. It could happen in your day job. If you don't like your boss, you know how difficult it is going into work every day if you just hate the guy in charge. Now, sometimes – the, the reasons that you don't like them might be personal, but if it's company-wide, if it's team-wide, then all of a sudden it starts to affect everyone and everyone's production starts to decrease and it's time for the company, whoever your superior is, to make a move. And I think in this situation, um, Marcus Freeman looked at all, a bunch of different factors and maybe this is a factor, maybe it's not. But again, I think we're going to find this out soon um, and we're going to start to learn a lot more about it next Monday once we find out who is entering the transfer portal and who is not. Let's take a look at recruiting because – 
a lot of people got really worried that once Chancey Stuckey was let go, that all of a sudden all the receiver commits in Notre Dame's class of 2024 were going to decommit. I have good news for you. Cam Williams, the five-star, the crown jewel, or one of the crown jewels of the class of 2024, I should say, he told Tom Loy from 24-7 Sports and Irish Illustrated that he was still locked into this class. Um, Williams reiterated this to Irish Sports Daily as well. Logan Saldate, another wide receiver commit, tweeted that he was locked into his commitment. Um, he reiterated that to a couple other recruiting outlets out there. I'm sorry I don't have the exact quote for you right now, um, but that's good. At least two out of three have announced publicly that they are still locked in and they anticipate uh, they will sign with Notre Dame come signing day here in less than a month. Mikey Gilbert, however, the other four-star wide receiver commit, he has not said anything publicly as of the time at this recording. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm recording at 11 p.m. Pacific time, so maybe the, by the time you've uh, by the time you're watching this or you're listening to it, maybe you've heard otherwise. But right now, I have not heard anything about Mikey Gilbert. He has not said anything publicly, and I'm going to be honest. That's a little concerning um, because. If he hasn't said anything, I think that at least suggests that he's considering his options. He's a really talented prospect. There's going to be a lot of suitors for him out there if he decides to flip, but I don't know. I'm not reporting anything. I haven't heard anything that he is looking to flip. I just think that the fact that he hasn't said anything in the aftermath of this move is a little concerning, and anyone can decommit at any time in the modern college football recruiting world. So we won't know about any of these prospects until signing day for certain, but with a guy like this who just experienced the guy who recruited him up and leave, um, I think there's cause for concern. So if Gilbert or any of these guys do decide to flip, that'd be a huge blow to this class because there's just not enough time really for Notre Dame to go out there and try to flip another really talented prospect. I mean, it's not impossible, but I would say the likelihood is extremely low. And if guys do decide to leave, Notre Dame needs as many bodies in that room as possible next year. And these are three really talented prospects. But right now, my belief is that all three of them are going to stick, that they will sign to Notre Dame on signing day. But I think it's foolish to say that I'm certain about any of this uh, or what's going to happen because you never really know, especially in these scenarios. We're going to have to wait and see what happens as it pertains to these commits. But I'm very sure that Freeman is going to prioritize recruiting when it comes to picking Chancey Stuckey's replacement. So who's that going to be? Who are some names Marcus Freeman might consider to be Notre Dame's next wide receiver coach? That's coming up right after this. Today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I used LinkedIn Jobs a couple years ago, and they made it easy to contact the hiring manager, learn more about a role, and eventually, I got the job. And we all know hiring people can be time-consuming, but adding the right team member can be invaluable to your business, and LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier than ever. LinkedIn isn't just another job board, either. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even, even easier and quicker. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post a job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. 
your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Whenever a move like this happens or any coach decides to leave a staff or a coach gets fired or anything like that, fans immediately are desperate to know, all right, give me the names. Who's going to be the next coach? Who is Marcus Freeman going to be looking for in a replacement? And there's a bunch of different coaches out there that are probably interested in this job, but how many is Marcus Freeman actually interested in hiring, okay? And I know that the one name that every fan, or at least all the fans that I've seen, has turned to is Jamarcus Shepard at Washington. Jamarcus Shepard was a popular name before Chancey Stuckey was hired back in 2022. Instead, Shepard decided to join Kalen DeBoer and his staff at Washington. And Washington has had one of the best wide receiving units in the entire country these past two seasons. Romeo Dunze and Jalen McMillan are elite wide receivers, and Shepard has done a great job with them. He didn't recruit them. He inherited them, but I have no doubt that he contributed uh, plenty to their development and to what they become because they seriously are elite, and they're a big reason why Washington it went through the regular season undefeated, and it's a chance to clinch a playoff spot on Friday Excuse me, in the Pac-12 championship game. Here's the problem with Shepard. His title at Washington is associate head coach, passing game coordinator, and wide receivers coach. That means he's getting a ton of money to be an assistant, and he's in a great spot right now. When you have all those titles, it means you have a lot of responsibility, and you're getting paid handsomely. And frankly, he's in a really good spot at Washington. I just told you, he's leading one of the most prolific wide receiving units in the entire country. Why would he want to leave his situation right now, even if those guys, you know, once they leave to the NFL, that's going to become a prime spot for guys in the transfer portal to go to because there's proof of success there, right? And he's it's probably easier to recruit guys to Washington right now to play wide receiver than at Notre Dame because Notre Dame just has not had that much success at the position in recent years. So Notre Dame would have to offer him a significant raise and potentially even a coordinator role to try and pry him away from Washington. I don't think that's going to happen um, unless Freeman has another change of heart with Jared Parker, maybe in a similar way that he did with Chancey Sucky. We can't really rule anything out right now. But frankly, I just don't see Jamarcus Shepard leaving his post at Washington to go to Notre Dame. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Another name that's being thrown out there uh, is Mike Brown. He's the wide receivers coach at Wisconsin. He's also listed as the associate head coach. I looked at uh, Tyler Horka from Blue and Golds, his list of candidates, and Jamie Uyayama from Irish Sports Daily. They both had Mike Brown at the top of their list. Um, Brown has some connections to the NRM staff. He worked with Marcus Freeman and quarterbacks coach Mike Mickens for a couple years at Cincinnati. And then he followed Luke Fickle, the former Cincinnati head coach, to Wisconsin. Uh, Mike Brown played wide receiver at Liberty in college not that long ago, actually. And then he got his start in coaching as a graduate assistant at Michigan in 2016. Then he bounced around as a running backs coach for a couple years before he ended up in Cincinnati in 2019 and has been coaching wide receivers ever since. He's young. He's only 35, but definitely an up-and-comer in the industry. And he has more experience than Chancey Stuckey did when Notre Dame hired him. Now, I think the question here would be, is Notre Dame going to be able to pry him away like they did with Gino Gadoli when Gino Gadoli went with Fickle and then Notre Dame was able to get him to join uh, in this past offseason. Now, the difference there is Gino Gadoli was going to coach tight ends at Wisconsin, but he wanted to coach quarterbacks, which he was able to do at Notre Dame. He was not able to do that at Wisconsin. And Mike Brown's a guy who also has a pretty good spot at Wisconsin. He's the associate head coach, which means I think he's getting paid pretty well. I think he has a lot of, res- a res- lot of responsibility. Excuse me. But the fit makes sense. 
The fit makes sense. Marcus Freeman likes to coach with guys who he has experience with that he knows that he's been around, and he's been around Mike Brown. If he likes him, and I have no reason to believe that he doesn't, um, I could definitely see Marcus Freeman making a, uh, making a call to him to gauge his interests. Um, I think those are two names you're going to hear a lot in the coming days, to be honest with you. Shepard would be considered a home run if he was hired. I'm sure I would be really excited about the move. Brown checks off a bunch of boxes as well. But there's also going to be guys out there who we haven't even considered right now. It's like when Tommy Reese uh, left for Alabama, no one had Andy Ludwig on the short list of candidates, nor did they have Colin Klein, most likely. And those are the two guys that Marcus Freeman wanted to interview first. So I think there's going to be more names out there who we don't think about right now, who Marcus Freeman is going to contact. Maybe Maybe he's already contacted them right now about the job. But one thing I think is for certain about Freeman and what he wants out of this next hire is he's going to want experience. He went a little against the grain with Chancey Stuckey. Stuckey had only been a wide receivers coach for one year when he was hired. That was at Baylor. Uh, But his ability to recruit and his ability to connect with people is a big reason why Notre Dame chose to hire him. And he backed that up on the recruiting trail for the first couple years. But as we've learned, recruiting isn't everything. It's extremely important. And I have no doubt that Freeman is going to value it a lot in this next hire, but I also think that Freeman has realized the importance of experience at all levels, right, ever since he's become a head coach, and that there's really no substitute for experience. Um, I've seen that in his approach to the transfer portal, especially when it comes to quarterbacks, and I think that we're going to start to see it more and more as Marcus Freeman continues to hire more assistants every single year. Hiring a good staff is just so important in college football, and it's really hard to do. And even for coaches who have been around for decades, uh, just think about Brian Kelly made the near career-defining mistake of hiring Brian Van Gorder despite two decades-plus worth of coaching experience. He made a really wrong hire, and it nearly cratered his entire coaching career. But he was able to make up for that by hiring some really other great coaches around him, and that's a big reason why Notre Dame was able to have the success that they had following that disaster of a 2016 season. Marks Freeman missed on Stuckey. Uh, I don't really think that there's any debating that now, considering he let him go after just two years. But with that, I think Freeman was able to learn from his mistakes, and hopefully he's going to be able to correct them when he hires Chancey Stuckey's replacement. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thanks again for making this your first listen of the day. As I said earlier in the show, we've got a guest on the books for tomorrow. Um, Right now, it's looking like it's going to be John Bryce from Football Scoop. He's the one who broke this story. Um, He's also going to have a ton more insight about Transfer Portal, Coaching Carousel. He's one of the most tuned-in guys in the entire industry, so I'm really excited to have him on tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Remember, best way to stay up to date with everything we're doing here is to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching the show or wherever you're listening to the podcast. You can also follow wherever you do your social media. The Twitter is at Irish. The Instagram is at Pod. Although I admit, Instagram hasn't been super active lately. I need to get on that, but just very busy doing this podcast and doing my other job, but I'll get on that. Um, you can also follow my personal Twitter account. I'm a little bit more active on that, at Tyler, W-O-J-C-I-A-K. Same time, same place tomorrow, guys. See you then. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.